Are you ready now? Yep. Ready? Okay. Hi everyone, you're listening to Cinema Repeal and I'm Sharon here with Joel. Just Joel. And uh, on today's episode we're going to talk about the Ngalabi Short Film Festival. So, this is a festival that took place on 3rd, 4th and 5th of February. And um, it was the first Ngalabi Short Film Festival. It was organized by say the name I can't say it. By the Gute Zentrum Institute, Kampala and Maisha Film Lab. Exactly. There were 19 short films and uh, 12... Out of the 19, there were 12 African films and 7 German films. The whatever he said is a German NGO. And now from the... We're going to start by talking about the African films, which sadly are the only ones I was able to watch. Yeah. Joel will talk about the other... German films yep. as unable to see, but out of the out of the African films, there was a diverse set of topics from albinism to sexual awakening to midlife crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> FGM, uh, female genital mutilation, and friendship in slums. Uh, this year, mm. like friendship in slums, you said that. And Unsh- very unsurely, because <laughs> we weren't quite sure that that film was about friendship in slums. Yeah, but there's um, a story behind that. There's a story behind that film, and these films were not only Ugandan films. There was Ugandan, there was Cage, there was Kenyan, there was Tunisian, mm-hmm. Zanzibar. Am I going to say Jonah was from Zanzibar? Yeah, Tanzania. Yeah, yeah Tanzan- Tanzania. Others. Yes, <laughs> and other has Rwanda. Yeah, because Rwanda one of my favorites was also from Rwanda. Yeah, Tunisia, Ethiopia. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So the way we're going to do this episode is, I think we'd first talk about the ones that stood out, mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to start, which with is a film which I know both of us loved. Mm-hmm. So could we really start by? Talking about the elephant in the room or the big fish in the room is... with Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonah was awesome. Jonah was super awesome. Yeah, yeah. It had uh, Daniel Kaluya. You must know his name. He was in Black Mirror. He was in Sicario recently. Oh, true. Yeah. So, Jonah is a film about two best friends. They have this dream that Things will be great for them and it becomes a reality when they get they're able to take a snapshot of a big fish jumping out of the sea and this is no ordinary big fish yeah it's a bedazzling big fish yeah. so the big fish causes the tourism in in zanzibar set in zanzibar yeah it causes the tourism in zanzibar to become a big thing mm-hmm. there's a lot of tourism that happens so it shows the effects of that yeah now you can go on about the visuals first. Oh yeah, the standout <laughs> element of this movie is the jaw-dropping visuals. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't even begin to explain how awesome they are. 
It's like it's like pixel, it's like pixel level stuff. Pixel it's, level stuff. Yeah, there's so much detail. Just the movement of the fish. They even do these neat uh, time lapse, time transitions. <laughs> it's so much cool animation. A lot of work was put into this. I don't know how how long it took them to execute <laughs> all this stuff, but so well done. I would love to see so many more African movies like this. I know. Yeah. So my best thing about Jonah is it gets it it gets too out of the whole thing. It gets the whole technical narrative with all the great CGI mm-hmm. and still the normal crafting of the story. You could actually follow it and get what was going on. Yeah. Which was it? Did you feel that? Yeah, I have a very slight you reservations with the about the story, yes. Really? I actually didn't have any, <laughs> any reservations with the story. This was a 10 out of 10 for me in my yeah. books. So, especially when it comes to when, the, when the, um, the generated images have to show you the changes when the tourism happens. That was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. And I felt I understood the whole story of his conflict as the other guy. And then he comes and he has to look at the big fish and one. Cause that yeah. story transition for me. So what was your problem there? Um, I felt like it dragged a bit in the middle. It starts off really strong with the friendship between these two guys, these little rascals uh-huh. running through the streets, and they find the fish. After they find the fish, I sort of switch, as far as the story goes, I sort of switch off a bit. That's a very minor nitpick because I was still really enjoying the visuals and seeing the transitions and seeing how the town kept like morphing and changing. It was still a really good movie. That's a very, very minor nitpick. Very, very minor. I hear your argument and I think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I never lost it. Mm -hmm. I never lost it. It was with me the whole time as I watched the whole transition happen. I knew why it was transitioning and... The, it worked with the narrative. It was a mix of the two, just combining the two and making a whole cohesive story that made a whole lot of sense all the way. This movie was perfect for me. It's like a 10 out of 10 for me still. But I feel like I would have gotten more out of it. If they concentrated some bit more just on the Just a little more on the narrative, yeah. Jonah is great. And yeah, it's, it's available great, yeah. online on, on Vimeo. Yeah, yeah, so check it out. I'll link it in our, YouTube, in our description. Yeah. Anyway. Another film I definitely have to talk about is New Eyes. Yeah. So, New Eyes is the sexual awakening movie we were talking about. The story is about a girl in transition of puberty, and uh, she realizes that things are changing in her life, and the way she's thinking and feeling is different. She's becoming a bit restless day to day, and obvious that her body is changing and the way she feels about certain things is changing. Basically, a sexual awakening for a young girl. It's set in Ethiopia. Yeah. A conservative country. Yeah, set in rural Ethiopia. Rural Ethiopia, which even makes it worse. Joel, talk about the film a bit first. Okay, uh, The New Eyes was of the first short film by Iwot Admasu, mm-hmm. yeah, Ethiopian filmmaker. It's her first film ever. Mm. And I think she's genius as fuck. Um, she did... This movie now is yeah, was about a girl in rural Ethiopia. She stumbles upon this couple that's having that sex sense. and like experiences her first sexual awakening. And I enjoyed watching like this sort of confusion and eagerness and all these weird mixed emotions with the kid. 
and there's barely any dialogue in the film which i thought was very very impressive yeah so i thought it was pretty entertaining i thought it was a really good piece for first film just very 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 good and yeah it was my favorite of like the entire program Okay, the best thing about film festivals is you get to hear the filmmaker talk about their film and that was fascinating and very helpful to hear mm-hmm. from her to know her vision and why she did this and her inspiration out of everything. Mm. The one thing I have to point out is her narrative is not a cohesive, <laughs> linear story that you can actually follow. Everything everything Joel is saying is true. It's fascinating actually that someone would have the balls to make a movie like this. But her narrative was really not clean. Yeah, which is a good thing. I don't think it was a good thing. It kills the experience because things just jump at you. Yeah. It loses its intrigue. That was my problem with the narrative. Yeah, I'll say it, I'll say it gets better with repeat viewings. He saw it seven times. Can we yeah. it? <laughs> I saw it yes. twice. Yeah. But so se- on your third se- viewing, what was your view? My third viewing, I still had no idea what the fuck was happening. <laughs> but exactly. on my seventh viewing, I got it. I got everything. Because even the haphazard way that it's cut, sort of make, like it adds to this feeling of confusion, at least for the character, is the way I interpreted it personally. Okay. When I watched it the seventh time, I think I think yeah I, do, I think this is a really good piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more from her. But my other one was Jethro by Jethro. Yeah. By Malcolm Bijemano. I spoken of this film before. I think twice now on this yeah. podcast. And what stood out for me now was this was my first time watching it with an audience, and the audience reaction was something I enjoyed seeing because I've watched this three times on my own. And actually picked up something that I asked Malcolm about mm-hmm. in his interview, but he wasn't. He did tell me about it because I was confused about the entire narrative. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out. Uh, sorry, I've been I haven't given what this film is no, about. Yeah, until, so, yeah, yeah it's it's a meta comedy about uh, Ugandans pitching uh, Ugandan filmmakers trying to get funds for a project. And when I, when I talked to him about it, if you listen to the episode, I asked him why what happened to the character happens to the character because it's a very Truman Show type of situation. Yeah. She's in a place and everyone is aware of what's happening, but she's not. And yeah. someone pointed out that one of the people who pitched, pitched what happened to her. Yeah. I don't know why Malcolm didn't tell me to go. <laughs> <laughs> because that's something I never picked up and I've watched that thing. It made me actually be like, so that's what this is anyway but so just finding out that part of the story actually made the whole it made me rethink the film I even watched it again and I got the whole thing it's such a trip <laughs> what did you think of the film no I, I love it I've seen it a bunch of times now and I love the way it goes s- slowly off the rails <laughs> because when I because I also saw that tra- the first trailer Malcolm released like before we watched it mm. and I thought I knew what movie I was going uh-huh. to see but then it turned into something else like that whole first part just disappears really fast and then it devolves into this mind fuck <laughs> it's actually <laughs> for, yeah, a mind yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, for, for lack of a better word and I thought the car- the characters it shows were super entertaining and engaging. I like the lady. What's her name? 
That's my favorite Ugandan actress right now. <laughs> yeah, she has a super expressive face. Mm-hmm. And she was the right choice for that role. Um, I guess towards, towards the end when it... I felt maybe it pushed too far. Now when it got into like the toilet, toilet time travelers <laughs> thing. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it, but... I was like, you could have done without that. Like, I was okay with, like, the first level of uh, meta. But it became too meta. Yes, it became too meta. It started metaing. It's meta. So, like... <laughs> but if this is a lead-up to a sequel, a Twilight Time Travels movie, I am totally down, down for, for that. It. So, mm. yeah, Malcolm, yeah, do your thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but not least of my standouts, this is me just mentioning the ones that stood out for me. Although I have an honorable mention after that, but Stranded, Stranded is a Tunisian film about a guy who just wants to pee. Best film. <laughs> it was your favorite, Over Jonah. Yes, Over Jonah. I don't like you. Over Jonah. Okay. I'll, I'll explain. You should I'll take, explain the, you should why, take yeah. the honor of, of talking about it before I do. <laughs> if it was actually your favorite of Arjuna. Okay. So, Stranded is about a taxi driver that parks by this tree in a seemingly unhabi- uninhabited place. And you know, he just wants to take a piss, but he keeps getting interrupted and interrupted and interrupted. But it's like these interruptions, like the most ridiculous situations you mm, could <laughs> you could ever yeah you could ever imagine. And the reason that I enjoyed this movie more than I did Jonah is because of how well it works on like a primal level. Now when I when I when I talk primal, I mean like a pr- the primal needs of a human being are like the need to eat, the need to love, the need to. Yeah, need to piss. That's a natural need. <laughs> That's something you can immediately identify by. So, like, when this guy gets interrupted over and over and over again, he is a super relatable character. He's the most easily relatable character in all the movies, I think, that were screened. And, yeah, it's so easy to be with him the whole time. The comedy is nice. The comedic timing has super colorful characters. It's just a great overall concept. <laughs> all the, all, it takes you all the way up to the end. It's this mixture of pain and <laughs> laughter. And how ridiculous it is. I think it's uh, yes yeah, one of the better comedies that I've ever seen. Just period, yeah. Okay, their comedic timing was off the rails, yes. off the chains. It's, ah! yeah. it's such a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, my my honorable mention of one of the films that like stood out for me, or we'll try to talk about others, was a place for myself. Okay, I liked it. Especially for the lead actress. This is the film that's about albinism mm-hmm. in Rwanda. This is about a young girl. Yes. <laughs> and her skin color, she's an albino. People start treating her as a, making her a stereotype and treating her really different. She has to fight back and raise her voice for other people to try to understand where she's coming from. She's different, but she wants people to understand that yeah. she's different but it's not she was born this way 
Apenas tem Sentimentality, you know, and such nostalgia. I just like the sepia tone 
and the long the shots that would like hang on a couple of people like it like it like for me it like captured life in Kampala like it and and but and a particular section of life that we don't really see ever because usually when you think Kampala you, like people the shots you usually see of like people in slums or whatever you showed like like youth like campuses with like phones and stuff when you had like the hipsters and the dreads and Oh yeah, like it showed for me like a completely different community. So like the music, the mood, the tone—it just spoke to me as a person. And I had an issue with the words, but <laughs> for me the words sort of uh, blend into the background at a certain point. So I enjoy like the naivety, I enjoy the passion behind the words. I don't necessarily agree with everything that's said, but I enjoy the passion with which with which it is said. I've told you before the reason I don't like this film is the same reason I have failed to appreciate Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. It's fucking preachy. <laughs> I'm unable to deal with that. Mhm. That's all I feel. <laughs> okay. Uh what uh, else what else did you like? Other than everything you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Homecoming. Oh. Yes. Homecoming. I didn't enjoy Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming was made by a friend of mine actually. I can't believe I didn't enjoy that film. <laughs> that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's from Kenya and she did this film in South Africa. And having watched uh, her films as student films before, I personally enjoyed seeing her. So for me it was uh Homecoming was a very accessible movie. Yeah, the, like the program that we watched that day, I think was slightly challenging for the most part for the audience. That was Saturday. Yes, that was, that was actually the only welcoming movie out of Saturday. Exactly, yeah, because after exactly story. after talking to a few people, like that's the film they could relate to, and basically the plot is about this kid that is estranged from his family. He's working in Cape Town, and he gets called back because the family business is failing. He goes back and his whole tension and lot of broken pieces left behind like a girlfriend he left a dad he left a little brother that he left so he's trying to like pick up the pieces and like this time he wants to like it's the, the whole the whole dramatic question is like will he run away again when the going gets too tough and for me it was a very it was a simple you know straightforward story I really enjoyed the cinematography and the way that it was color graded particularly. I liked the image. I liked I don't know there's this, there's that particular teal sort of thing in the image that I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's very there, there were a lot of safe choices made but like I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed the actors for the most part. Um the story the story was pretty predictable I'd say. It was yeah, it was pretty yeah, you know where it was going but it was fine. I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, so now we get into the part where Joel talks about the German films he was able to watch on Sunday out of the third, fourth and fifth of that month of those 3 days of the film festival. Okay. Just be brief about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give us 
what what went down yeah so we had a german film program on sunday and i think these are the most challenging films uh, compared to the african ones the african ones were more more accessible plot wise the german films we found were not so much about the plot they were more about the atmosphere and they're more about the feeling like being in a certain place in a moment in time uh-huh. so i'm going to briefly try to explain what was going on in these films um let's see oh yeah one of my favorite films from that day was uh, called cosmorama so what i understood from the film was like the sort of about sort of about like this invasion of like the urban <laughs> You know, it's sort of environment and everything. Everything was just sort of run of the mill. You have this moment where, like, a couple of people are doing a bunch of things, and Uma's like, "Oh my God, let's just go home." Yeah. That's pretty much the end of the movie, and she's just like, "Let's just go home." Yeah, it's a very abstract stuff <laughs> going wow. on in that movie. Third movie was called "The Familiar Moments," which was my personal favorite. Um, this movie had this neat little story behind it where the footage used in the movie was assembled from a 35mm footage in a flea market somewhere. So it's just like family home video stuff, basically. But then, and then over that, you have like a poem, this long, like three minute poem being read by the narrator. <clears throat> and then we have a film called Philosophia N which for me was one of the more accessible movies. It was basically about these uh, teenagers on a summer vacation, sort of get a house somewhere. It's just clips of them having fun, basically. Like, both the board moments, like they have water gun fights, they set off firecrackers, they sort of walk around, they pretend to be monkeys at some point. It had abstract stuff in the background. It had these shapes and diagonal lines you kept drawing that I have no idea what the fuck that was. But yeah, there's some deeper meaning. I have no idea what that is. And the last movie was called Initiation. It was the most successful movie of all. It was uh, done by a German filmmaker who had grown up in Lesotho and lived with this. Yeah, and he lived with this tribe of like herdsmen. And he knew the language and knew the culture and everything. Now he returned to like document the initiation ceremony when the boys became become men. Mm. And I thought it was just a beautiful film. There's so many layers to it. I think overall the program was great. I loved how challenging all the movies were <laughs> as a whole. Nothing was straightforward. And I hope it encourages more challenging films like from our side, from the East African side. Because, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. This is our episode today. I've been here with Joel. Uh, we've done the... We've done a brief review. Would I call it a review? What is it? I no fucking idea. Review, we've, overview. We've done... We've... 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 we've, we've <laughs> We've had a conversation yes. <laughs> about the films that were at the Galabi Short Film Festival. Thanks for listening. If you did, I really wonder who the fuck was. No one's going to listen to I don't know who's going to listen to all this. Because I don't think I'll look to be there. I just I opened up a festival, which I had zero idea about. I know. <laughs> like, I want this. I know this is what I want, but I am not expecting listeners.
But anyway, thanks for listening and uh, you magically have some feedback. Tweet at us, Facebook, email, never it is the same name. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, the X-Men thing, no? Yeah, you've heard of it though. Yeah. How come you haven't watched it? Because I need to get some fatigue slightly. From superheroes? Yeah, very, very slightly. There's Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza? What's that? I have a huge crush on her, I just don't know her name. I just didn't know her name. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because it's been never... She was, she was the same one in the Mike and Dave movie, right? Mike and Dave never yeah, like, I, I fucking love that film, Because man. I couldn't believe you don't know Aubrey Plaza. You saw the Arrow trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was my alarm clock for like a year. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm serious. Dedication, devotion, turning on the back down in You keep making me fuck up the lyrics. I'm forging what's Joel. Dedication, devotion, turning on the nights. You keep making me fuck up. I don't know, you keep making me fuck up the lyrics. Stop listening turning, to Turning me. all the night time into the day. Yeah. I was saying industry. <laughs> That's the best fucking song. Walk of Life by Dire Straits. Sponsored this episode of Cinema Red Pill. <laughs>